because we're in a very competitive market, if you like click on our ad, you'll see like five to 10 different brands of collagen, right? And they're all running offers, 20%, 30% off, free gifts, this and that. And like, we have to be competitive. We didn't run offers the entire like last two years because we were, we were using like influencers and they were pushing, you know, the product and people, you know, that, that mentality is a little bit different than coming from the brand. But because we're pushing from the brand now, we have to be competitive. And what, we, what we've been doing is focusing on, okay, what discounts can we offer? What uh, free gifts can we offer, right? So we've invested heavily in like shaker cups, drawstring bags, this and that, like stuff like that we could just value add that one, you're going to stand out right besides your, your competitor. And that's pretty much the only way to really do that. All right, folks, episode four of Ad Spin. The boys are back together. We're actually all on the same continent, which is fantastic. Uh, I'm not dead, which is fantastic. <laughs> Ash is now uh, engaged. Congrats. Cody doesn't have a mic, but he does have his water. So if people get pissed here. off about that. He's got the water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you guys just drop the comments below to tell them how annoying that is. Um, but we're going to be going over a few things today. So uh, first we'll talk about some kind of creative processes, landing pages, and things of that nature in terms of um, how to drive that forward, how to drive performance, how to measure performance. Um, and then we'll get into kind of uh, speaking of performance, a little bit of the doldrums, um, make sure that um, you guys know that it's not just you. It's been a, it's been a tough couple weeks out there and we're going to talk about kind of what's been working, what's not working, and then um, just kind of jam on that. So uh, without further ado, Ash, you want to jump into your uh, creative awesomeness? Absolutely. Um, I think what would be good, and Cody, correct me if I'm wrong, because um, we kind of had this conversation, and I think the answer to most of the problems we were both having is creative, right? Um, so do you yeah. want to give like a kind of like a background of what you saw in the last four weeks, and then, you know, we'll kind of tidy it up with like, okay, maybe the answer is creative, and then I can kind of go into what we've been doing with like our processes for that. Yeah. So why don't we do this? I'm going to tell people what not to do. I'm going to tell people what my mistakes are and then you'll tell us and teach us what to do. All right. Perfect. All right. So obviously everyone talks about creative being the biggest lever and all that. We're obviously overhearing that, but it, it is a cliche, but it's totally true. And my biggest lesson in the last week, two weeks, troubleshooting all of our performance we scaled our ad, we essentially doubled our ad spend in the last few months without doubling our creative production. And it's like, we have, you know, obviously we went viral on TikTok. I've talked about it a lot. Like we, we essentially doubled our, our business's revenue overnight without doubling our headcount. And, and with that being said, without doubling our creative production. So we're just burning through creative so much faster. I think there's a lot of variables. Uh, obviously the war is, is, you know, a terrible thing. And, you know, with that being said, we have to zoom out and realize that there's people on the other ends of the ads that we're serving and macroeconomic conditions play, but also, you know, you are battling for attention and most of what we're selling is not necessary, necessarily a necessity. So mm -hmm. when people, A, attention is shifted and the people's focus is not on what we want it to be on, what we're selling, but also with gas prices up and economic concerns and even just kind of global uncertainty, people are going to be less likely to buy. Um, so you're going to see decreased conversion rates um, totally. That's one thing. But again, our biggest lesson in, in trying to control at least what we can is creative. 
what we've seen, and, and Ash and I have talked about it, our first time impression ratio. I know, you know, David Herman and Charlie were going back and forth on Twitter about it, and everyone probably has a different opinion. But if first time impression ratio is important, right now there's some kind of a bug. I David thinks it's a bug. I think it's a bug because I've never seen it so low. We're at like a 20% first time impression ratio, which means we're we're essentially retargeting with our prospecting right now, even though we're on broad. So it's a giant audience. So there's two things. We can just sit back and blame everything going on, and we can blame Facebook for a bug, which obviously is a lot more fun to do, or we can try to sh- troubleshoot it. And I think after talking to you know our rep and some people at Facebook and some people I respect, creative is really the way to go. Everyone talks about you do your targeting with your creative, so we can kind of get into that and talk about it. Um, but that's why I think the best way to troubleshoot this performance right now is at least what you can control, which is creative testing and, and processes. So Ash, I'll turn that over to you. That's my mistake. That's what we're struggling with. Uh, I know you've got some really good stuff going on, so I'd love to learn from you. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I just want to like reiterate what you were saying is um, we saw this problem end of last year. Okay. Um, I kind of, I spoke to you guys a little bit about it and we were working with some you know pretty big influencers on Facebook um, and we were like relying on their content heavily. Okay. Like these, these creatives were lasting for like months on end. Like I'm talking like six, seven figures behind single ads. Um, and like around November to December, things started to stop performing and we just, we weren't ready for that. Right. We didn't have that creative process to like back up, you know, when these kind of stopped running out of juice, we didn't have anything to replace it with. So we really had to bring back spend. Um, I think January is when we said, okay, we can't rely on influencers to constantly get us content. We have to make sure that we have stuff ready to go at all times. Right. So I think one of the biggest things that people need to have, right. Whether it's like an in-house designer, videographer, video editor, or some of these agencies, right. Like, um, no limit creative or constant creative, um, being able to produce at least, you know, at, at least for us, like we're spending 20,000 a day. I want to be able to test like 40 creatives a week. Okay. So, um, so hold I'm on. Gonna, when you say, yeah. when you say, I just want to be clear, like working yeah. definitions, like 40 yeah. creatives is that that's not 40 net new and that's not 40 different concepts. That's 40 total individual assets, but there's probably, some net new, some iterations, not 40 concepts, right? It's probably like 10 concepts or something. Correct. Yes, exactly. Um, <clears throat> and there'll be weeks where they might all be net new. It depends on how much time we have to really, you know, dive into it. Right. So mm-hmm. I'll give you, I'll give you the overall, what we do, right? Here's the process Monday. Okay. Everybody's in the office. We have three graphic designers. Okay. What we decide on our end, full, and this full is time? basically, sorry. Full-time on your staff? Yeah, 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 full-time. So, so two are full-time so. and one's, one's remote. Okay. Um, just purely working on just like ads. So what we'll do is on our end, we're analyzing on you know the ad front which angles are working, right? So now I'm going to put it into perspective of how like for us, right? Our main product is our collagen, okay? We went through so many different angles, right? Hair, skin, nails. Within skin, it was like wrinkles, um, cellulite. Um, you know, within hair, it's like regrow hair, receding hairline, this and that, right? So there's so many different pockets that can be attacked and we need creative for each one of those, right? So what we do is 
we'll come up with four to five different angles that we want to hit, okay? Whether that's within hair and we have five different, you know, uh, goodbye hair loss, stop receding hair loss, uh, your hair, stop receding hairline, uh, regrow hair fast. Like these types of like headlines and angles, what we'll do is I will allocate each designer to be like, okay, well, I need two creatives per angle, okay? So now each angle itself is going to have six creatives, and then we have our videographer who's doing a video of whatever it is. Like, you know, he'll take some of the PSDs that the designers make and then, like, animate them, right? Or he'll create mashups of whatever we have. So we'll have around six to seven unique creatives per angle, okay? And we'll have four to five different angles. So that could be like, it'll be like 30 to 40 creatives a week. Okay. Then what we'll do is on Monday. Oh, and by the way, each angle has its own landing page. Okay. The landing page is very, very similar. Yeah. Very, very. So can very I stop similar. you real quick though? Yeah, when yeah, you say right. angle or is this, so each angle literally, or like each vertical, like hair has its own lander or like yeah. literally hair and then regrow has its own lander and then hair. And then does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what we'll what we did was let me let me back up a little bit, right? Landing pages, okay. We had tested probably three to four different types, entirely different types, okay. They're not like different changes, like okay, the buttons green on this one, button blue on this one, right? I'm talking about entirely different concepts, okay. We took the winner that had the highest conversion rate, and we're basically like, okay, let's start pushing these out, and the only thing that will change is the main banner okay that will kind of correspond to what angle that we're running on the ad so if the ad says goodbye hair loss the main banner says goodbye hair loss if it says stop receding hairline that's what it says on the banner on the other one okay so like it's basically the same landing page but it's just the initial like when you land it just has that congruency um then it kind of goes into all the benefits, right? Hair, skin, nails. This way everybody knows what collagen does and you know all the other benefits too. So with that being said, each one of these angles has its own landing page. And what we'll do is I'm going to go a little bit into like structure too, right? Right now our testing structure is one CBO um, at about $2,000 a day. And your testing budget could be whatever so you, you guys are So we're saying 10, yes. 10% of daily budget? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Quick and math, the, Cody. Exactly. Yeah. Made, made um, it easy. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, and I think that number for us, just, I, I think 10% is good. It's not, it's not going to be too much, right? It's, and it's not too little where you don't get enough data. Um, so let's say we have five angles that we have creatives for one CBO, five ad sets. Each ad set is its own angle. All those creatives are within there going to the, the specific landing page. Um, no minimum budgets, no nothing. All I'm doing is excluding is excluding customers, sending it to female, 18 plus, broad, and letting it rip. The reason we're doing exclusions? that exclusions, uh, just customers. Past 30 or past 180? Uh, Clavio list upload of all customers. Beautiful. How how do you or that's uh, dynamically linked then, right? Yeah, yeah. So that Perfect. that constantly being refreshed. So <clears throat> I let that start on Sunday. And I let it run all the way to the following Sunday, no matter what. Okay. No matter what, even if performance is awful. No matter what. No matter what. There's no there's no red line where you'll pull the plug. No, no matter what. Savage. I gotta give it. I gotta, I'll pull. I gotta give uh, it that, everything else that you're saying is the same. We we both, which I want to talk about testing in a CBO because that's a little controversial. 
You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people say ABO for testing. I want to get, I don't want to cut you off, but yeah. that's, we'll talk about it later. That's the only thing I do differently is I'll cut stuff if it's yeah. clearly not winning. That That's totally fair. Uh, and I, I think, and maybe, I, I, I don't know, it really comes down to like the performance in itself. The last like 45 days, the tests haven't been that bad where we've had to really cut. So like yeah, yeah. knock on wood, we've been lucky enough where it for hasn't sure, been sure, you sure. know terrible. There are weeks where like we just don't have a clear winner where like it just broke even or just lost like a little bit where it's like, okay, I'm not going to take any of these and we'll move to the next week, right? Okay. Um, but, and to address that CBO thing, the, the reason I like using CBO is because I'm giving Facebook the angles and it's basically picking which angle it thinks it's going to, you know, put the spend Same. towards. And then within that, it's going to push towards whatever creative it thinks, right? And if that mm-hmm. creative is performing then great, that's probably the winner. And that's the winner that Facebook thinks is the winner. And I'm just going to take that and, and move it, right? Can I, I, don't can I want, inter- yeah, ask the question? Ahead. Do you ever force spend um, with like ad set limits where you'll say, hey, you have to spend X amount or anything like that? You you just keep every, let you let the CBO decide everything? I've I, I've gone through like, like I'm talking about over the last four or five years where like, the way to run ads was hacking your way, right? Like yeah, yeah. manual bids, the bully yeah. method, every like all this shit that like, <laughs> you know, like that was the way to do it. I've I have now like I've lost sleep over it, right? Like I don't oh, I don't want to do it anymore. I want to set it up and look at it in seven days and just like, okay, was there a winner? Great, let's move that into the scaling campaign the next day. And if there isn't, then that. we have forty more pieces of creative coming. So. Can I, can I say so, something on that, Ash? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like about the CBO. So I, I always, I 100% agree with you. We have the same exact structure. Like again, we don't have the team and the process built out to get 40 creatives a week, but we're we're testing five to 10, and we're testing landing pages in a CBO, no min and max, because the everyone's like, oh, you, I do ABO because you got to control the spend, you got to make sure you're getting scientific, you know, statistical significance, and but it's like nonsense. You should be practicing how you play, right? It's like yeah. uh, I'm gonna make a golf analogy but like so many people hit the ball well on the driving range and then they go on the course and they play terribly and it's like well yes of course you're practicing in a completely different environment than you play and it's the same thing it's like you know everyone's familiar with the breakdown effect right where it's like facebook is is one of the things that facebook is telling you it's not just efficiency and ROAS, but it's volume and spend behind a creative is actually facebook telling you that they think they've got a winner and they can get better expected outcomes so it's kind of cheating to put it in an ABO because especially if you're using CBO for your evergreen campaigns, like yep. practice how you play. That, that analogy was brilliant. Absolutely you, brilliant. Not bad. Um, and I hate no, golf. It, it, you're, <laughs> which is why I think this is why I tweeted the other day. Do you test video separately than images? Right. And I was kind of struggling with this because I used to have like a separate ad set within that CBO for just yeah. videos. Um, but I'm thinking like if, if my tests are to decide an angle, yeah. why am I splitting video up? Right. So then that was my I, thought. It was like, it's yeah. gotta be the same angle. If yeah. there are different angles. No, I know people that'll run one angle. They'll pick like a, a hair falling out angle. And they'll run one video, one static, one carousel, like one stop motion. Cause like, yeah. then they're truly testing it versus like, exactly. what if it was a good angle, but you only put video in there and, and I'm, this is hypocritical because I pretty much only run video, but hypothetically, what if that angle worked, but you only put video in there? What, when even stop motion or, you only or, run video, Cody? No, no retargeting. We, we, 
we'll image. do a lot more static. Yeah. But yeah, so I Ash, I think that's again, Twitter, it depends. If it's the same angle and you have a I if think you just have to have angle. a reason yeah. for grouping yeah. things together. It yeah. can't be random. You have to have a thought process and a reason for tightly grouping things. Yeah. No, and it's your control, it's, right? That's the control. Hundred yeah, percent. I think it's always been I think now for us it's like totally just angle based mm-hmm. and like which style creative within that angle is probably going to perform right and what's really crazy is what we found has been the complete opposite of like our brand is like product white background text instead of like product bright colors which is our branding right and like we're so dumbfounded as to why like a white background or like a gray background and, and maybe it's because the color pops right and maybe that helps mm-hmm. the packaging pop a little bit but that has like if you don't test that shit then you're not gonna know right like that would have been the last thing i would test until one of our you know graphic designers like i just want to try it and let's see right so literally like you're you're almost throwing shit at the wall but in a very controlled you know yeah campaign structure that like facebook is doing the heavy lifting you you can't you can't out like you can't beat the algorithm like you're you're not smart in the algorithm let it do its thing if it produces a winner great then you have more ammo for the next week right so that's i mean that's one of the biggest things that have helped us at least find more stability right so like you know the last couple of weeks have been tough where our ncpa is definitely higher but it's not as bad as it was back in november and december where we were just like trying to get shit to work better like we were were trying to get things to continuously work from the same creative and then the other thing and it really comes down to like if your brand allows for it is like because we're in a very competitive market right if you if you Mm -hmm. like click on our ad you'll see like five to ten different brands of collagen right and they're all running offers 20 percent, 30 percent off free gifts this and that and like we have to be competitive we didn't run offers the entire like last two years because we were we were using like influencers and they were pushing you know the product and people you know that that mentality is a little bit different than coming from the brand but because we're pushing from the brand now we have to be competitive and what we what we've been doing is focusing on okay what discounts can we offer what uh free gifts can we offer right so we've invested heavily in like shaker cups drawstring bags this and like stuff like that we could just value add that one you're going to stand out right besides your your competitor and that's pretty much the only way to really do that. And, you know, so, yeah, I think if you guys have any questions, I, I kind of I told you a lot, but yeah, go ahead. Let me go jump ahead, in, Cody, because you're going to yeah, have longer ahead. questions than I. So one, Ash, uh, your uh, upsells and kind of uh, offers were actually the talk of the town. In Dubai, we had a uh, kind of little mastermind group. Um, and, uh, everybody was talking about the, the drawstrings and the shaker cup. So, um, they have been getting around the, the, lots of love there for that. Um, the other, only other question I had, cause one, I think you're absolutely right. The, the kind of mental model I use is like, you're ultimately your ads are, uh, a, a nice analogy is like salespeople. And so you're just sending these salespeople out into the world. And then the better that salesperson is, you can cultivate that. And especially if your ad sets are normalized, you basically have the same manager across all these 
salespeople. And so if these salespeople work, you're going to have a, you know, a hitter salesperson. Then if you move that manager, especially too, um, if you're at broad, it's going to be, I mean, when you get to kind of your level spend, you start to get that, but at Cody's level spend, you'll really start to get, um, kind of some more knock on edge case effects where you can actually run through audiences, um, a lot faster. Um, but I think you're absolutely spot on. So two questions. One, do you ever, when you do find a video that hits or a video that's interesting, do you ever test the thumbnail? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing that we've tried to now do is if we find a winning video, we'll replace the thumbnail with like the different angles that we're testing. Interesting. Like, yeah. So for example, what we've been doing recently is, and you guys can try this. It's like, it's really cool. Um, what we do is in-house, we'll do like a, a quick recipe, like, like a TikTok style, like here's how you, you know, fill up protein, put in the shaker cup, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then what we'll do is we'll replace the first three seconds with like our different, um, content Thanks. team, like the girls. Yeah. And like, we'll have like four or five different girls who are just like smiling in the beginning of the video and like pointing and the angles at the top, it's the same fucking video, but the first three seconds are different. And that's and, and the only difference is the girl and the angle that they're pointing at, right? And like this, like helps elongate that piece of content for so long because all we have to do now is like, if it starts to fatigue, we'll just go and make another mixing video in a different setting, and that's about it. Now, do you um, adhere to your previous kind of schema of aligning that angle to different LPs? Always. So that that thumbnail will be aligned to X, and then thumbnail Y will be aligned to landing page Y, and etc. Fantastic. Okay, one more question, then I'll, I'll let you get into it, Cody. Um, do you ever use Dynamic Creative at all to test? So that technically, the it would be like a better way of setting things up. I personally have not found like i just feel like it doesn't work as well when we set it up versus just, here, yeah. it's it's literally the same thing the only difference is the like the ad copy is the same the links are the same within that ad set the only difference is the the actual image um again it's almost the same thing to be honest it's just an easier way to probably set it up but i haven't seen it perform well for us so i just keep it that's it Steve, yeah. Cool. yeah. So I got That's a few awesome. questions, but yeah, just one thing to add to kind of piggyback off that. So I was actually chatting this morning with somebody at Facebook and we we're talking about the first time impression ratio and they gave me three things to test that are really similar. So one is they told me thumbnail. They said, change the thumbnail, change the first three seconds. You know, they gave me kind of some brands that are doing it, crushing it. Like obviously, and obviously it works in terms of refreshing creative, but what it, again, everyone talks about uh, creative being the targeting. We're, we're dealing with a first-time impression ratio where, where Facebook is just showing this, the same stuff to the same people over and over. And they recommended that kind of as a hack, but a, as a way to actually get Facebook to, to deliver these assets to other people, find new people, because it'll recognize it as a new ad if you have a new creative ID. But then also, so again, same ad, just three seconds are different. Re-upload it, obviously, because you're editing it, and then put a new thumbnail. So Again, if anybody's struggling and you're you're looking at your first time impression ratio and your frequency and prospecting is getting high, and you you're on broad, so it's not like I can I can target a different audience, you know, that's one way that you can do it. Uh, the other way they recommended influencer whitelisting. Now we do a lot of influencer whitelisting and, and retargeting, but what they recommended is one of the things that it's looking at is even though you're targeting your audiences, you're actually going to reach different pockets of that, you know, even in your broad audience, doing that because part of what Facebook's you know 
creating as a creative idea is also the page that it's coming from. You're right. So there's right. going to be all of that on-platform data. So that's just another way where I think like part of the you know the creative testing and, and the angles it's it's for scale and it's also for you know all right we hit that audience really hard for two weeks let's go hit this audience like i'll give an example my first company was a physical therapy company we, we ran a lot of newspaper ads and they were like advertorial very direct response we'd run back pain for a month calls would slow down we'll run knee for a month and then we'll go back to back and you, you just have to do it to give it kind of some time and i think if you can have your product this is what Zach was talking about a few weeks ago, but like if you can have your product but have different angles out. of your product, yeah, yeah, see, too, it Brutal. works too well. So take take this with a grain of salt, you know. But then, Ash, is that something you see where you'll like you'll have an angle that that crushes for a few weeks and then that dies down? You'll do another one and it goes back and forth. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think what in the last six weeks we've tested maybe like twenty four different versions of like a hair angle because that's been the winner for most cases mm-hmm. literally just swapping out like instead of goodbye hair loss it's like regrow hair right and it could be the same creative but just different approach on the angle you find oh. positive or negative works better like negative like like good you know do you hate hair hair falling out versus positive would be like grow stronger hair what do you find yeah. you get a better response on no it's a good it's a good question i haven't actually um looked at that um mm-hmm. But I'll 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 yeah. text you after. But that's a sure, great it's yeah, a good cool. idea to it's a good idea to uh, look at because cool. it's actually funny because like we're about to start we're gonna launch like top of the funnel ads for our superfoods formula, and like I had this conversation with my with my partner right. I think the first headline it's like one out of every ten Americans doesn't get enough fruits and vegetables, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or no, sorry, one out of ten Americans gets enough fruits and vegetables. And my partner's like, well, why don't you say nine out of ten don't get it? Right. Mm-hmm, so it's totally. like, that's you good. Can that's a simple test. Too, you know what I mean? Like you can yeah. have that positive or it's like that negative mm-hmm. and you never know what's going to work. Like there's no rhyme or reason for any of the shit that's just working. It's like, mm-hmm. it just does. Um, yeah. 100%. I also think of it in terms of almost like fear or aspiration, right? Like yeah, are you exactly. feel that's what I mean. fearful of this condition or are you aspiring to this condition? And, and one thing I will say real quick is that when we got very specific about the single angle or benefit that we're pushing. Whereas before we were talking about like take collagen, it's good for this, 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 and this. And when we just focused on this, the engagement increased because now everybody in the comments were talking about the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. just something that I noticed recently. I think it's also just a higher cognitive load, right? Like it was like, and there's other kind of thing too, where there's a certain aspect of a too good to be true. Like you're going to fix all this. Come on. Where it's like, oh, I can fix your hair. That's it. You know, hair. Or I'm going to fix your skin. Or I'm going to fix your nails. Or like, there's there's just a much more, uh, uh, just a cleaner value prop that gets straight to something Mm -hmm. versus like, oh, I'm going to do this, 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 this. And this is why it works. And that's just, uh, it starts to convolute the the buyer's process. And I'm just a true believer that people are, people buying a no regret strategy. And people would rather make no choice than make a bad choice. Oh yeah, totally. No, you don't. Sometimes you don't want to overpromise because you you want to make it believable. Like believability is one of the most important things. But also, I think it depends on the awareness level, right? Like that's a fair point. If you have or a the very aware market, yeah, yeah, totally. But that's if we go point. like awareness for this one, like I can say, because beauty is a very aware market. People are very into it. They've bought makeup products for years. I can lead with the product, so I can lead with solution, and then talk about how it fixes certain problems or brings about desires. But I can also test that against leading with problem, going 
going to desire and then lead, bringing to our solution. It's not, like it's something I was kind of talking to our you know head of retention yesterday about. Um, and it's like that's something that you should test. I think that's a good test: is do I start with solution or do I start with problem? Yeah. And I would say most scenarios problem will will win out, but you should definitely test it because there's no one right or wrong. And it's into your point too. I think it might matter at what point they're at in the funnel. Where like uh-huh. oh, yeah. if, if they're in retargeting or they're very, very familiar, you can just smash them with the solution because they're they already know what their problem is. And that's when you're talking about sophistication. That's when you're trying to for, talk about so, like mechanisms and believability and, and social proof. Thousand percent. Yeah, totally. But yeah, it, it totally depends. I mean, again, I'm I'm going through breakthrough advertising for a second time. Like definitely recommend everybody read that. Um, totally eye-opening and aren't you, you getting know. uh if you follow or give somebody your firstborn or something like that you get uh show notes right or notion notes. yeah i'm, I'm taking you notes on shit. it I, I gave I'm, i gave you a little bit of a rub and you yeah well like, you don't want three. it man i, said, I was just man. sick of being heckled all over on twitter man <laughs> this guy every time i post this guy just comes out with like a jeff and he's like <laughs> trying to make fun of me like damn let me drink my water all right <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah if anyone wants those show notes just hit me up dm me i'm, I'm just gonna make it a lead magnet so uh trying to just do it as i go do you guys think i should wait until i have the whole book done or kind of send it out as i go i would wait for the final product in my okay. opinion but I would, wait, I, would, yeah. I would defer to ash right, cool. so yeah. all right cool so we'll wait so ash question for you um and this is kind of what we're struggling with but but process like who's your who plays the role of creative strategist and project manager tell me like obviously now that we know how you're thinking about doing this stuff that's great the strategy but what's the process look like and what's the team look like for for you guys yeah and if you can elaborate even more on that what do they own so like as a creative strategist like what is that creative strategist on the hook for absolutely so the the way that i have it set up is i'm kind of overseeing everything and like the scale campaigns, right? Like I'm deciding what to piece where, okay? And like budget and this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have somebody that I'm training right now <clears throat> who started as kind of like our like director of like influencer management, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of teaching her like how to set up ads, what to look for and like, you know, uh, you know, patterns and data and analyzing all that type of, type of stuff so that when she's looking at these testing campaigns, she's coming back and be like, okay, well, this angle worked. Let's maybe do an iteration and give it to the designers to, you know, create for the next week. So I have, I have, you know, somebody under me, um, you know, she like sets up all the testing. She does all of that and then launches everything. So like all I have to do is kind of just look at it. And if there's winners, mm-hmm. you know, move them over. Um, so then we have three graphic designers. Mm-hmm. One is our, my other founder who designed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have, you know, our other graphic designer who, you know, that we hired that kind of helps with everything, mm-hmm. right? You know, ads, you know, pitch decks, this and that, the website. And then we have a freelancer who literally just does like ad hoc stuff, which is mm-hmm. mostly ads and stuff. Now in terms of like the strategy and what direction we want to go in, I'm leaving it totally to them to come up with what the ad will look like because we don't know what, what's going to work, right? Mm-hmm. So I want them to like do their own research or if they think of like something on their own, this way we have different stuff to test. The only thing that I'm giving them is the angle to focus on and what like key elements they need to have on the ad, right? So like they need to have that specific angle. They also need to show... X amount of reviews or, you know, 
10 grams of collagen protein, like those small things that need to be on the ad, I'm, you know, supplying that, but the actual, like the actual like design of it, I'm letting them do because who am I to say this is going to work or not work. Right. Um, so that's why like, it's literally like throwing shit at the wall and then whatever's working reiterate. And what I'll do is on like Monday, I'll pull out what was working and put it in a notion so that they they can see like okay well this style of graphic work this one work this one work and then they have more ideas to you know create more designs from that was my question okay so weekly you'll you'll take data and you'll kind of communicate that to them hey here's what worked here's what didn't work yeah. here's what i think we should test next Are you giving them yeah. some of that yeah so if if there's like if we're like scrolling and we see an ad we have like a group chat where like we'll screenshot and toss it mm-hmm. in there and they can use that as inspiration mm-hmm. but you know i'm literally giving them I'm like here's what's working if you want to make an iteration of this great if you want to do something completely different do it too because then that could be just another winner right so i think it's split between reiterating the winners and like mm-hmm. coming up with entirely different concepts because mm-hmm. um, i think that's the only way you can win right okay. now so it's a it's a it's a team thing. I mean, you're you're training somebody to be media buyer right now. You're playing media buyer and creative strategist. You're kind of definitely being creative strategist, but then you're also giving your designers a good amount of autonomy in terms of creative, not necessarily strategy. You're coming up with angles and and hooks, yeah. but in terms of actually the design, you're leaving a lot of that up to them. Yeah. No. I mean that that's the reason we hired these like their graphic designer. You know what I mean? They should have that like idea of what you know to create you know and it, it's a, yes it's but for, but for yeah. but they also again unless you've hired people that have a lot of experience with agencies or or paid social you can have an amazing ta- amazingly talented designer who doesn't necessarily a know what works on paid social but also just even if they might they they need the feedback as well they need the they're mm-hmm. not no, a data person but they I do guess. need everyone's different but i do think they need some information on hey here's what worked here's yep. what didn't work here's my hypothesis for for why it worked and here's what i think we should test next is that are you yeah. kind of getting getting that to them on a weekly basis yeah so i'll give you a very clear example right the graphic designer that we hired um the first two weeks i think out of the three of them none of his made it to like the winner right no. um, and you were like get out of here <laughs> no, no, no. no it was it was like okay so now i had two weeks worth of data that i could actually show them which creatives were working he flipped you know the way that he was designing stuff and now all of his stuff is like winning mm-hmm. so it's like so you know it's not i don't think it has anything to do with i mean like you said right you need to have some idea of like what's working for social this for sure. and that i think you should have that like basis of like can i like create an idea and like put it to you know create on photoshop and like you know try and test it and run it because like for me i always thought like bright you know colors this and that eye catching shit is going to be the one that wins but like you know he was the one that put something on a white background and it it like outperformed everything and so it's like you know let them do what they want to do because again like i said like i've been saying that who am i to say what's going to work on facebook because we don't know right like at this point we have no idea so yeah, yeah. let them create and then whatever comes back as a winner, I'll show them if this week didn't have any winners, I'll tell them that. And then they'll know like, okay, this didn't perform so that they can avoid it. And then, you know, kind of totally, rework totally. it. And, that. Yeah. All right, cool. but, yeah. yeah. Hey, totally do you say community. you're using notion or motion for this? Notion. 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 Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, cool. 
we use I, I use Notion, but we also use Motion, which is like the creative analysis app. Um, okay. Full full transparency investor in it, but to me, like we wouldn't be able to do it without this. Like it's it's yeah. pretty amazing. You know, it, it kind of aggregates all of the data in one place, and you can kind of just like create a report and kind of send it over your, to your designer. And are you using like Ada? Is that what you guys use, or what metrics are you looking at for creative analysis? Uh, for the literally... folks that don't know, Cody, give give people what the Ada framework is. So Ada is essentially like the the typical sales funnel, right, is awareness, interest, desire, action. So you can kind of look at an ad, especially a, or only a video ad, and you can kind of break it down with some metrics and some custom metrics on Facebook. Um, so A would at? be your, your awareness would be thumb stop ratio. So that's three mm. second views divided by impressions, right? I don't right. know what you guys look at. We're, at. we're looking for like a 35 plus thumb stop. I mean, 30 to 35 plus. Um, average watch time, Again, that's kind of your your interest. Like, hey, am I keeping people engaged? You know, we're looking at five, six plus seconds. Okay. Click through rate. So or, not percentage. Or, so not percentage of video consumed. You're actually looking at seconds. No, we look at yeah, and and that's okay. the one I probably look at the least. Like that's the least yeah. important. But it, it, yeah. again, it tells you. Are you videos the same length though? That's what I was saying. No, they're not. That, so because yeah, percentage will don't. normalize it. And I don't look at that that a ton. And then you know, um, interesting that you have desire, which is your click through rate, you know, how, what in my ad is making people want to click. So like outbound click through rate. And then obviously you have action, which is, you can look at ROAS, but there's so many variables. I look at usually click to purchase ratio. Yep. Um, I, I, I will say, I like to simplify it just the way I think about it. I think, you know, and again, if you say what you, you want about him and click funnels, but Russell Brunson, I think every ad, every piece of content is just hook story offer. So I really just look at it that way. What's your hook? Are you getting people to stop? What's your story? Are you giving a compelling message? And then what's your what's your offer? Are people actually buying? And so that's how I look at it. Your hook would be your thumb stop, right? Your your story, you can look at those two metrics. So you can look at click through rate, and then your final one, you can you can look at um, your your click to purchase. The other reason I like that hook story offer is because a what you guys talked about videos are different length. But also, you don't have any watch time on a static hook story offer. You can still look at a static. Interesting. Do you ever use uh, the custom metric of revenue per click? Yes, definitely. You don't, you don't like it? No, I do. I, I to it. No, 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 no. I, I look at it a ton, but I think I'm looking more on like for creative analysis, like the soft metrics, kind of yeah, on well, platform. But metrics. for your yeah, but you're looking for the conversion rate. So that's kind of a, it's almost a function of the conversion rate. For sure, because totally, you said right, you said click to purchase, so you could look at you know how much how much are my clicks driving in terms of sales, so you can look at sales sure. per click. Yeah, you can yeah. look at that. You can look at ROAS. Like again, there's a bunch of factors, but that's at least something that's telling you, hey, are people actually acting on what I'm Doing trying to get the them thing. to do? But yeah. the important thing is, yes, ROAS is the most important thing. We're not optimizing for a click through rate, right? Like we're not trying to you know do clickbaity stuff, but there just know there are so many other factors. In this mm. ecosystem, you have CPMs, you have all this other stuff, you have seasonality. So if yeah. you're just looking at creative analysis, you do have to look at kind of those softer, upper upper, upper funnel metrics of it. I love that. That's, so I'll so be honest with you, I don't look at those as much as maybe you do. Okay. I'm looking purely at uh, CAC. Like love this that. ad, and, and this is also on Triple Whale, not even like... Yeah. It's specific new Facebook. customer CAC? Yeah, specifically new NCPA. customer. Yeah, and CPA. If it falls within a threshold that I'm okay with, then I am considering that a winner, right? Okay. Love um, that. 
like, and we can get into like click through rates and CPMs and all that. I'd rather not, but like, it's, I, I, I think the, the biggest indicator for us is always going to be like, did, did you get a customer? Right. So yeah. that's kind of the way that I've been approaching at least. And you only cause, what a winner is. only cause we promise not to argue on this show. I'll say, I agree. Oh wow! He is. Uh, you take the microphone away from him. He's on the AirPods, and now he's tame. What's going on here? What's going on? Man, it's well, no, I agree. I think there's a lot of other like there's there's reasons for like these metrics to see like okay, click through rate this and that. But like I feel like Cody, like if you if for example the the creators that you were running right before that were working but are not, have you seen like a decline in those like click through rates? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Again, I think again, my, 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 and we'll be very brief about this, but you know, in terms of like brand first performance, like I think that the biggest effect that we get from our Facebook advertising is actually kind of on the brand and awareness play of people that will buy later. So like a, those metrics, those upper funnel metrics do matter because no matter how good your conversion rate is, if you're paying six bucks a click, it's really hard to convert. So like, I do need to get my thumb stop better. I do need to get, you know, cause CPAs are just an effect of what's upstream up funnel of it. You know, if all else is equal, that's the other thing. All else being equal. We're not you know, doing click baby stuff. We're not optimizing for, for, for traffic. But if I get same conversion rate, but I get my thumb stop ratio better, right. I'm going to then feed that lower funnel quite a bit better. Also, it's telling me that the awareness levels that people are at when I'm reaching them with my ad, something is resonating better. It might not be that they're a, like, if you get a high click through rate, it might not be that they're a bad customer who's clickbaity. It might just be that when I reached them in their buyer journey was early and I engaged with them where they were at, and then I'm willing to kind of play that long-term. So obviously I'm not doing just to throw it out there. I'm not doing that at the expense of CPA. If I have two things, and I'm right. looking at scaling an ad and putting it to Evergreen CPA. or not. I want CPA to to be good. I'm not going to pick a higher higher CPA with a better click through rate. But we have found a correlation. Usually, it's hard to get a really good CPA with a terrible click through rate. Ish. Because I to Ash's point. So I, uh, at my previous agency, not not my own shop. My uh, I used to work at an agency in New York. Um, we ran uh, ads for WAG. I don't know if you guys are familiar. It's a, a dog walking app. Anyways, um, and what we found was we would run like cute little puppies and stuff. And to Ash's point, like it would kind of do well. And then the performance on the back end in terms of, so this was an app. So like the app installs and then the signups would fall off a cliff, but our engagement would stay the exact same. And so we had to stay away from these kind of angles because Facebook would just you, you would just spend so much money because Facebook's driving all these engagement and everybody's still engaging with this ad, but they're engaging because like, oh my God, look at the cute puppy, blah, blah, blah. Not because of like, oh, I need to get my dog walked. I'm going to sign up for this app, yada, yada, yada. Um, so yeah. I, I, t- I, t- I take both your points. So I'm you not- can, yo, you can, 100%. I am not saying we are optimizing for it, right? We are not picking which ones are winning based on the click-through rate. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no, I know, I'm yeah, not saying you're saying that. Definitely metrics to help with decide what creative. Exactly. Is. I, I think within a specific test, yeah, they're great. Like, for example, like within our like angle test to see which creatives had a higher click through rate, even though they're all the same angles. That I feel like would be good to look at. But like to your point, like some of some of our creatives have like less than one percent click through rate, but they're still generating like a good amount. 
And like, oh I don't, I don't know. You think that's because view through conversions? No, no, definitely not. Are you baiting? Are you baiting? <laughs> um, but like, some of these will have like, some of these will have. Damn, we almost CPCs. made it an hour. <laughs> right. Some of these will have higher CPCs, but will also have higher conversion rates because right. I think it's the way people. that we're like, yeah, it's just better people. And I For think sure. you'll only see this with Facebook. I can, I will a hundred percent agree with you on looking at the these high level metrics on TikTok. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's an interesting. Thing. I don't. I just don't think it, it. There's a correlation on Facebook, at all. Interesting. Um, can I ask you, Ash? Why do you care about NC CPA or new customer CPA more than new customer ROAS? Um, I think because we're at a. a, a I the AOV is kind of the same for for most of the the products that you're you're pushing. So, I so we've done a study on like which products have higher LTV based on product, right? Yep. Um, you know, we had a weight loss product that was a top seller by volume, but LTV yeah. was super low because like people wanted quick Reten weight loss, right? Yeah, retention. So like we moved away from that and like even though it was a top seller and like lowest CPA, like yep. just it was it's just a cash play, right? So like yep. we won't get those customers back unless we're able to cross sell them into the other products that we have. Yep. Then we moved on to like our collagen protein, which has the highest LTV because they're flavor based and people like the flavors and you know yep. they actually taste good. So yep. what we what we ended up doing is like okay, well we've we figured out what our LTV is for that specific product with the yep. with the retention. Oh, like, I'm there. tracking now. I'm tracking. Yeah. I'm, okay. Yeah. And then nice. we'll be like okay, if I fall within this like you know CPA yep. for this product, I'm, Love I'm that. good. Yeah, I yeah, would. I definitely prefer optimizing off of a CPA target than a than a ROAS target. Yeah, I guess my point being, so customer value manifests in either AOV or LTV, right? But if that one LTV is pegged, or you have a very good view of that LTV, then it turns into a CPA ultimately. Um, so yeah, I'm tracking what you're saying. It depends on the life of your business. I think how old it is. Like in the beginning, we were like, okay, well, we need to be at three X to be profitable, right? right. Though that at that stage it's like okay well we need cash now because like we're a little bit more mature and you know we can just acquire we have a little bit more capital and then if we do need capital down the line we can go and raise but like now let's just acquire at this number and like let LTV kind of yeah exactly so yeah, I think I it depends that. on the the age of the business yeah that's a great explanation um, do you guys want to move in the second segment talk about all the shit that's broke or what do you think yeah. Yeah, I think I think we did this pretty pretty good. That was helpful, Ash. Though, yeah, it's fantastic, man. That's really really well thought out. I love it. No, good. Glad glad I could help <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and the hair looks fabulous, by the way. Fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, get mm -hmm. hype. Um, how, so what's been working? What's not been working? How do you guys want to approach this? Or just Nothing's just happiness, right. just just nah, sending good vibes. Yeah, out to I people. mean, no, but it, it's it's hard. I think again, we talked about this right before we came on, but like it's pretty tough. We've had a a tough week. We were riding a high, you know. It's it's been a tough few weeks, and I think it's super important just to remember that like there are people on the other side of our ads that we're serving, and 100%. there's a few things. First of all, let's just zoom out, right? Obviously, we got Facebook bugs, CPMs, data stuff going on. But really, there's there's some terrible stuff happening in the world, and I don't want to make this a political thing at all. But I, you know, my heart definitely goes out for everyone that's affected by this, and we just have to remember that, like, a, you're always fighting for attention, right? And 
you know, like we're a brand that gets a lot of PR and publications are trying to get their views as high as possible so they can get revenue. What's going to get more right now, right? What's on people's minds and what's really all people want to talk about or beauty products, right? So there's that, like our referral traffic, our PR traffic is way down, right? And we also have to remember if we're serving ads to people on Facebook, they don't care about that at all, you know? Their their minds are in a million places. So we just, A, have to zoom out. One week, one bad week is not going to kill anything. You know, try to focus out. And this is what I'm reminding myself because this is, you know, not trying to be hypocritical, but this is advice to myself. Like zoom out, like we, you still probably have a good business. One de- bad day, one bad week is, is really does not make or break a business. Um, and focus, there's really only so much we can do right now. Unfortunately, control what you can. The biggest thing you can control is probably how much you're spending and your creative testing, right? Yeah. So like Ash talked about, like I think that's super important and relevant. But, but also just kind of zoom out a little bit, work on projects that, you know, hey, when the economy is great, when, when, when things are back to normal, like, guess what? You're going to wish you worked on those creatives or those landing pages or reworking that email flow or redoing your brand positioning now. So or when the systems. Are, or the systems, hiring people, whatever it is, you know, just take that yeah. longer term view and kind of zoom out. That's at least advice to myself that I'm working on. Yeah, I would, I would, I'd piggyback off of that, too, is people got to remember, like, your feed isn't just ads. And so like you have a crazy, you know, video of a bomb dropping on a hospital of kids. And then right below that is your ad. Like people might not be in the same headspace to buy like that they were you know, a month ago when that was a stupid puppy video or something like that. So there, there's to your point, Cody, I think you're right on where um, there's people like numbers aren't buying your products. People are. Yeah, and, and so like oh, people are and, affected and that's by one this. thing. They're affected, obviously, you know attention is affected, but also finances are, are, are affected. I mean, 100%. all anybody wants to talk about right now is gas prices. And for good reason, you know, I don't know the stats on it, but the majority of Americans do live paycheck to paycheck. And yeah. what we are selling a lot of times is, is a luxury. It's not a necessity. People don't necessarily need collagen or they don't need beauty products. They like it. It makes them feel good emotionally. It fixes a problem, but if they've only got so much cash to go around, like they've got to get to work, they've got to drive their yeah. kids to school. And well, even if it's not truly paycheck to paycheck, I think that at least the concern of it is like, hey, let me save up. Like I don't need I, to. That was just going to nail that. Like a lot of times it's not necessarily the hardships. Um, like when people are broke, they'll buy stuff. It's uncertainty. That is a totally. killer to the business where people totally. are like, they're going to hoard. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like our gas price is going to go to 40 bucks or like, you know, are we going to go to war? And then that's going to change everything. Like there's all these, these, that's a nice timepiece, Cody, man. I got to step up haircuts, mm-hmm. timepieces. Jesus guys, you got to fucking lap in me here. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of like user, user psychology here in that where, um, you know what I'm saying? Like the uncertainty is if there's anything that kills a business, it's uncertainty where if you just tell me it's going to be bad, then I can build a system around that and I can start to build preferences around the bad. But if I don't know what the bad is, you often suffer more in your mind than in reality. Totally. A hundred percent. People just an uncertain mind doesn't buy and humans are essentially hardwired to be, to that's be uncertain. Yeah, that's totally. a great and, and I've seen again, like my, my original businesses kind of, you know, selling kind of face to face and stuff like that selling in the middle at the beginning of COVID like was, was really difficult. People weren't buying stuff. And then as soon as people, you know, government started printing money, we had a little bit more certainty and it became normal. Like that's when I think the market kind of took off, you know? Yep. So that's another thing is, and I know we've talked about it. I don't have any data on this, but my hypothesis, I'd be super curious if there is a correlation between like 
overall industry ROAS or MER and like the S&P 500. Because like when people are worried about the economy, they're not shopping as much and they're not going to buy. Or Again, most DTC products, pretty much every DTC product is a luxury. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, that it is interesting. I'll see if I can do because uh, I uh, the high level data. I'll, I'll see if I can map that out because uh, Ash, when we were talking about that, had a good point where when the market got wrecked by COVID, um, the DTC's kind of uh, space was screaming. Um, but it, it is interesting that you say that, though, because the other thing is like that trickles down. I mean, I don't believe in trickle down economics. I'm going to give yeah. me, don't put me on that, but um, there is some knock on effects. Like the capital markets are affected, right? I mean, look at Facebook, look at Twilio, look at like these huge growth stocks have been taken. Shopify is down 60 some 63% all time highs. Like that is significant. That's proper money, dude. That is a real haircut. You're talking almost two thirds of your business or, or of your market cap gone like oh, in overnight, essentially in like six months. That's that's absolute anarchy, and so there there is definitely a uh, a knock on effect with that, in my opinion. Ash, you got anything? No, I I kind of want to go off of what you were saying. It's like you can't control these things, right? I think what the the whole basis of this podcast was like: here are the things you can control, right? So talk about like creatives and landing page and this and that, but like. Like take the like Cody, like you said, like take the time to like okay, if you need to like pull back a little bit, pull back, but like focus on the areas that you can, right? So like for us, like we're like focusing on like retention, right? Like you said, rewriting some of these flows. Um, you know, we we are officially launching in Vitamin Shop this week. Like, how do we support that, right? So like, take, thank you, thank you. So like figuring out those other elements to your business, like this will this will fix itself in time, right? Like like knock on wood things will get better and they always have gotten better just focus on other things like if you want to like come up with a creative project like you said right like focus on that um you know if you want to like start a podcast start a podcast like just do something that's like kind of outside of the ad account because you're going to drive yourself insane um that's a good podcast name damn it what it's just outside the ad account that's a, that's a good podcast name. Jesus. You guys are yeah. spitting fire today. It feels good to yeah. feels good to have the boys back together. The, the Trinity of Awesomeness. We're back again, and, baby. And we're, we're all getting along today. I know. It's it's like it's one good. big happy family. It's, it's fantastic. Um, all right, boys. We're bump, bumping up against about fifty some minutes. Um, do you want to wrap it up or is there anything else we wanted to jam on? What's your, let's end it on this. What is your biggest learning lesson from this past week, each of you? Ooh, that's a great question. Why don't you go first since you asked it? That was, uh, I mean, cop out. That was mine was don't scale ad spend without scaling creative production. Yeah. So with that, let me ask you one thing. Are you trying to build a ratio? So I posted on Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw that, but it's pretty interesting. Just I kind of seeing what people think about like, yes, we've talked about, oh, 10 to 15% of your total spend budget should be into creative testing campaigns. No, 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 but, no, no, not that. Yeah, no, not, I hear you. Oh, you're getting but in, okay. but in terms of But in terms of creative production, I think I I was just curious. So I posted a, you know, a tweet and a question on Twitter and it seems like there's no one answer, but yeah, I mean about 10% of total budget should be spent on, you know, so we're spending a hundred thousand a month on, on ads. You should be spending 10,000 a month on just a creative, not even testing behind it, but just a creative. Yeah, no, no. I meant, uh, so that I'm a hundred percent in line okay, with my bad, I meant okay, my in bad. terms of your scale. 
So like, do you want to have X amount of creative pieces for like every $10,000 $10, that you scale? Because you said you doubled up and that kind of broke the system. Yeah. Does that make sense what we, I'm saying? Like for, yeah, yeah, of course. for yeah, every yeah. amount I scale, should I have at least another 40 creatives for every $10,000 or for every X amount of tranches that I hit? If I get to $50,000 and spend a day, I want to have at least X or Y amount of creatives. Does that make sense? Yes, that's a great question. Sorry. Um, I didn't totally understand it first. My bad. But yeah, let me think about that a little bit. I don't totally know. I mean, what we're trying to do is five a week. The thing is, we were getting by because I think we had good creative. We had, you know, a, a product and a brand people want. Like, we are getting by with not enough creative, you know? Yeah. I don't think we were really doing it properly. We had amazing performance. But I think that's partly why. Versus if we had the right amount, we, we wouldn't be hit so hard. I think at our scale, at our size, we're, you know, we, we got up to spending on Facebook 30 K a day. We've pulled back a little bit. Like we definitely need 10 a week. Yeah. We definitely need 10 a week. We, we were Wait, at five tried, a week like, before. Static images. Yeah. We, we run a little bit of static. Um, at top I, of we, the funnel, does it do well? This is kind of a, a subjective thing, kind of a brand thing. I, I prefer video. Yeah. Um, just, just for kind of, you know, recall and, and awareness. Um, yeah. it, it, no, video's I, done, I done a lot better for us though. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, for us, static is like just crushed. So like, crushed, I think yeah. it's easier for us to pump out 40 yeah. pieces of creative where you need to film, you know, sure. more and more. So we, um, we just got, that. we have a shoot with a company on Monday, super excited about them. Um, and they're kind of going to give us a ton and, and do all these concepts. So hopefully that we, we just couldn't hire people internally fast enough. So we finally found, you know, an agency who we think can do a really good job of this and get us the assets we need. No. And speaking Great. of hiring, uh, congrats on the get the CX goat, Eli Weiss. Yeah, that's a fantastic yeah, hire. Appreciate that's a that. beautiful let's, hire. That's let's, amazing. Let's plug that pocket. That podcast was great that he was on. You're not your OS. Oh, thank you. you. He's a gem, yeah, man. That's, that's he, he's one, a man. gem. Yeah. Look at that little right, house right, ad here. Right. Little and, house and ad. Now, enough about me. What, do, what would you guys say to finish it up and see your biggest lesson past week? Um, what was my biggest lesson this past week? I think for me, ultimately getting to the root and then understanding... I, I mean, you took all the good answers. I mean, really, I think it is controlling what you can control and then making sure that you're working on a creative activities. Like, like there's always going to be something you can do to improve. And then if it's not actually building, you can do building on the internals. Like you can build better SOPs. You can build better systems. You can build better ways that you document things. You can build like all these things that like it sounds boring, but at the same time, like that, that's really going to be helpful to building a better and more robust business. Cause like, I, I think Ash is on top of it where, um, there will be a bounce back. Like I, I would never bet against America. Like there, mm -hmm. the, this economy just really always, people love to spend money here. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I think ultimately having that and then being able to, you know, have those nets ready to, to deploy, to catch all that money when things do bounce back is going to be something that, um, you're going to regret rather than kind of bitching or worrying about things that you can't control. And, um, so it's kind of a cop out answer cause it was the one that you gave, but I, I think it's very prescient. I think that's really not only in ad buying, but in life, like control what you can control. And ironically, when you do that, your circle of control actually expands and you can actually impact more things. And you're kind of saying be ready too, like control what you can control test now so that when things rebound, like you'll be ready. No, 100%. What about like I, I, mentally? Like, do you guys like, does it affect you kind of mentally and personally when things are down? Like for me, it, it totally does. And it's not healthy. Like, I think that's like the growth paradox is like, we're probably into this industry because we love growth. 
but when we don't have it, it's like I take it way more personally than I should. So yeah. let, let me answer that because I yeah. was I was where you were last year, like like that October, mm-hmm. November area. Um, when things started to like kind of slow down and I couldn't figure it out, right? Like the, the answer was there, it's creative, but I just wasn't wrapping my head around it. Um, cause it's like, we, we've been using this for the last two years, things have been good. And then all of a sudden, like, is it just Facebook? Like, am I just not a good marketer? This and that mm-hmm, I was where I you were. Yeah. I was where you were like in that time. Like I literally looked at my founders in the face and I was like, I can't do this anymore. We need to hire like another media buyer. I need to hire an agency, whatever it is. So we like, we tested a few different people and like, we're all doing the same shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's nobody that's like infinitely better like whatever like everyone's doing the same exact thing everybody's facing the same exact issues so you have to constantly remember that it's not you you know what you like you know what the answer is right you're you're set it to us it's creative you need to up the testing this and that you have the answer work on that right and that should give you peace of mind because it's like it's not you it's it it could be the platform it's all these macroeconomics you know for a fact it's not you You've gotten the company to this point. It has never been you and it won't be you. So just constantly remember yourself of that. Remind thanks yourself for, of that. Thanks for the therapy session, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> I know, yeah, no, right? Yeah. Did I, no, you it's money what I needed. I know, right? <laughs> Yo, in, invoice me. That's amazing. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, you're 100% right. And I'm, it helps me. I hope anybody listening to this, that, that's helpful for as well because I've been going through it this week. Yeah. And, and I think you. too... There, there's a certain aspect of like, in my opinion, this life's about building deep connections with humans you care about. Like at the end of the day, we're just slanging ads and we're lucky to live in the States and like we could have to be fighting for our freedom and all this stuff. So I think having gratitude and then also there's a, a stoic saying that I repeat to myself whenever I get stressed out that it's not important. It's not personal. It's not forever. I just tell myself that over and over and over again because it's hard. And like, like you said, Cody, like all of us in these positions, we're, you know, we're high performers and when we're not performing, it's a challenge to, to understand why, but, um, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and then use that anxiety, um, to get better. And that's, that's really what, like, to go back to sports analogies, I mean, Tiger Woods, like one of the greats of all time, right? Like when he would have a bad day, like it, it's not like he would go cry and lick his wounds. He'd say, okay, well, dissect what I did wrong. And then he's right back out on the range or on the course trying or to figure out. He also out. did some other stuff. Well, hey, you know, you, you, you had to do it, didn't you? You had to go there. I, I tried to step into your golf world and give you the golf analogy, and this is how you do me? And this is how you do me? Incredible. Incredible. But anyways, you get what I'm saying. That like there, There's two ways to take it. You can get mad about it, or you can make yourself better. And I, I think that the latter is always uh, the better choice. It's crazy how quickly you forget, though. It's like two weeks ago, you're crushing it, you know? And it's like, oh, things are great. I'm a great marketer. And then it's like, oh, man, like, I better go find a new job. Picking out the keys to the Lambo and everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Buy my course. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you haven't seen the course buying of, of late, have you? Yeah, it's definitely uh, usually only bull markets for that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that there's there's a plethora of wisdom here for you all to pull from. So um, I'm glad you guys joined us for over an hour. Over an hour, boys. It felt, felt like 20 minutes. It's good to have the gang back Love again. Uh, Cody, tell us where everybody can find you. Find me on Twitter at Cody Plough. Uh, subscribe to the newsletter link link in bio. Which is send fantastic. A newsletter. Set, appreciate that. Send a newsletter every Monday or Tuesday, just about what I'm learning, what I'm going through, 
this week's we just launched some new PDPs. I'm going to talk about kind of the results from that and why I think we're, you know, how, how we kind of approach it, what we, what we learned. So if you want to learn about that, um, sign up. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's absolute heat. And for people that aren't in the know, what's a PDP, Cody? Product page. Beautiful, beautiful. Ash, where, the, where do the people follow you at? Follow me, Ashvin Milani on Twitter. If you need some college in your life, we just launched a vitamin shop. So if you have one around you, please go yeah, in. Go support the homie. See, yeah. I'm just trying to make it this you weekend. You just go in, talk to them, and be like, hey, do you guys have Avi Collagen? They're probably going to be like, oh, we just got it in. We don't know. Let's check, right? Just if you can take a picture and tweet me, that'd be great. I'm going to go this weekend. Oh, yeah. You don't, you don't have I'll to buy anything. There, yeah. just, just send me a picture so we can see that it's there. Um, and just talk to the rep and be like, you know, this is awesome. But, um, yeah, that's, that's all for me. Congrats again on the engagement in London. Thank beautiful you. pictures thank right you, by, right by everything. Yeah, it was fantastic. Beautiful, beautiful thank, stuff. Thank uh, all right, folks, that's it. Ad spend number four in the books. If you want to get more involved with triple whale, it's try We're on the bird app at triple whale. Um, and then we also have a publication called whale mail that goes out every Tuesday, Thursday. Cody has been a, uh, frequent guest in there, um, with his beautiful prose. And then, yeah, I think that's all we got. Thanks so much. You beautiful people, Cody, Ash, it's always a pleasure. My friends, uh, we'll see everyone on the flip. We still need, I still need to sign off. I still got to get there, but we're, we're flowing. So the, the, the vibes are good. Everything is just money. And no then, one listens uh, to the end anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, if you comment on the, when we post this comment, if you listen to the end, uh, orcas are not whales and we'll know that you listened all the way to the end. 